Hey, and welcome to the Behan Brothers Podcast. I'm your host here, An- Andrew, here with Emmett. And man, I am so excited. I can't even get the words out of my mouth right now. I'm so excited about not just this podcast, but this week that we've entered into now. It's college football game week. I'm not counting week zero. This is it. I mean, the yeah. season starts now. We've been waiting. We've it's been time. waiting nine months. It is time for college football to be back. How, I mean, how ex- I'm I'm so excited for this season to get rolling. I know. I mean, I don't have anything else to do now. Like this is my life. <laughs> Nothing else will matter besides college football for the next four months. Well, it also it makes it makes your life go by faster in the fall, which is unfortunate, you know. But it's you know you know if you're having if you're having a good time, time yeah. falls right. So. Um, Man, I I really cannot wait for the season to get rolling. Um, just a lot of storylines that I want to see play out. Um, see what happens. I mean, there have been so many things we've talked about when we've done these team reviews, and I can't wait to see what what happens with Florida, what happens with South Carolina, what's going to happen with Texas A and M and Ole Miss and Auburn. You know, um, and I don't want to rush it. You know, but at the same time. Uh, I, I just can't wait for it to you, get You want to see what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, that's the best part is watching it. I don't care about predictions. I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, you know, Tony Barnhart tweeted out earlier that, you know, hey, folks, enjoy this because this is the last, like, classic college football season that we'll have maybe ever, right? Because yeah. from this point forward, I mean, you're still going to have college football. Yeah. It's not going away. But from this point forward, man, it's going to be, you know, a 12-team playoff and yeah. conference realignments changing everything. Like, it, it's going to be different from this point forward. Yeah. So this is, you know. All you can do is pray it comes back to this moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, all you can do is, is look forward to it. So, um, all right, so season really kicks off on Thursday night and the big game. I mean, everybody's got this game circled. There's, there's really – there's two decent games on the schedule on Thursday night. There's Florida-Utah. That's the one we're really going to break yeah. down. But then the other one, I mean, Minnesota Nebraska play that you know that's probably that's not a big deal for people in the SEC, but that's a a big game. Oh yeah, I mean it'll it's gonna be a good game. That's the main thing. It's yeah, like uh, UMass and New Mexico State. Now, honestly, had Auburn not been playing UMass, I wouldn't have watched it. But I'm glad I did. It was a great game to watch. It was just a good game, not very like talent wise, but you know, a good game's a good game. No, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be uh, enjoyable. Um, I think um, uh, it, it'll be it'll be a good pairing to go with the Florida Utah game. Those two games both kick off at the same time. Uh, that's six o'clock. ESPN is where the Florida Utah game is, and then the Nebraska Minnesota game is on Fox. And then just a couple other games of note that night: NC State plays UConn. That's on CBS Sports Network. Uh, and then the game that's going to be on SEC Network, Missouri actually plays on Thursday night. They play South Dakota, um, so uh, that'll be you know somewhat of an interesting game. It's just yeah. an SEC game They're to playing Mount Rushmore. Yeah, to to keep your to keep tabs on uh, uh, as the season approaches. So a couple, I mean, for the Florida Utah game, there's a couple things going on with that game. Cam Rising, the quarterback for Utah. He's in what year is this? I mean, that's like his ninth season yeah. in with Utah. Been there for a while. I think once this season's over, he's going to be named president of yeah. Utah University, of Utah. Given the key to the city, probably Maybe governor so. of Utah. That may be it. I mean, he's been there long enough. Lead the Mormon Church. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, he's been there for a minute. He's coming back from an ACL injury that he suffered late in the season. 
uh, last year, and he's a game-time decision. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. You know, if he doesn't play, does that change your pick for Utah versus Florida? No. Florida is bad. <laughs> like we talked about just starting the line. we talked about starting the Florida preview for this year and just saying you guys are going to be bad and ending it. Like that's yeah. how bad they're going to be. Yeah. So, no, I don't think I think the quarterback is going to make the game closer than it should be, but I still think Utah's going to I mean, Utah's good. U- Utah is good. I mean, Kyle Whittingham has done a great job at Utah um in terms of just like keeping that program going. They're back-to-back Pac-12 champions. Um, and they've got a decent amount. He's got them kind of rolling. Like, he's got them in that situation where you're always bringing back, you know, three or four offensive linemen, it seems like, every year. Um, you know, he's got a few skill position guys he's bringing back. This year he's bringing back, I think, like all of their front four on the defensive line. Yeah. And that's what they're known for. They're known for being like a – they're known for being an SEC team. I want, You know, when the Pac-12 collapsed – Yeah. If there was a team we could go out and get, Utah, Utah would be the one that actually like, fits the style. I like Utah. I mean, I played with them on NCAA, so yeah. I kind of got a soft spot for them. Them well, and Oklahoma State are like my two favorite like non-SEC teams. Yeah, they were they were a popular pick for NCAA football, you know, a while back, back you know when after Urban Meyer, you know, did some yeah. he did some special things with them before he took over yeah. in Florida. Um, that's really kind of where they got rolling again, and then Kyle Whittingham took over. I think after Urban Meyer, and he's been there ever since. So, Well, it's just a shame that the Pac-12 is collapsing, and now it's like they're getting competitive again. Yeah. And it's like you were starting to catch, like, fire. Like, keep the fire going for a little bit longer, and people will start coming to the games if you market it. That's their problem is they weren't marketing it. Yeah, we I think, talked about it. But. Yeah, I know. But, but they, they excluded themselves. They cut themselves off, and, and you know, I mean, that that's just what happens. And you – you get sad or upset or whatever about the conference realignment, but at the end of the day, the schools have got to look out for themselves and try to keep their programs going. Because otherwise, what I mean, what would be worse, right? Like conference realignment or just not having any Pac-12 football, like at all? No, no, you're right. I but mean, you know, I'll, I'll say this: it's re- it's not going to hurt them in football. And Missouri's coach said it the best. Can't blank it on his name right now, but uh, drink, yeah, Eli drink drinks, yeah. Uh, he said it's going to affect baseball, softball, yeah. soccer, teams that play multiple games throughout the week. Yeah. And that's when you're going to lose your competitiveness. And Oregon State's pretty good at baseball. Oregon's pretty good at baseball. Yeah, Oregon State's had a really good program uh, for a while now. They've they've been known for their pitching in particular, but they've had a good program. I want to know if this affects them because if I'm a player that cares about academics, which you should, Mm-hmm. <laughs> You don't want to go go play three games, come back at four thirty, wake up for class at six thirty. That's going to be terrible. Well, and if you're at a school like you know, think about like a, a Stanford, yeah. right, which is already a hard school. It's yeah. already a difficult yeah. school. Um, I mean, you're going to be traveling all over the place. I mean, so um, yeah, that's an interesting side of it that I probably gets overlooked. Yeah, maybe they just started their own like Pac four and just you know play a bunch of non conference games. <laughs> You know, it's funny, though, because, like, when that first all happened, that was sort of the, you know, with the new uh, college football playoff, the 12-team playoff, NCAA doesn't recognize you as a conference until you have eight teams. And so a four-team Pac-12 wouldn't work. So then how is Notre Dame ever going to make a playoff? So, well, so that's that's the thing. Notre Dame's never going to get, like, a guaranteed bid. 
So Pac-12 basically had like a guaranteed bid under the under the 12-team playoff. So Notre Dame's best hope was always to play for like an at-large bid. That was always their best chance. Notre Dame needs to join a conference. They do. If you can join a conference for a- another sport, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. It, if anything, it's going to help them. Because right. then you can say, hey, look at all this talent that we got in our conference. Come play for us. Yeah, so Kyle Whittingham um, has uh, has announced that there will be a time frame, and that time frame is 10 minutes before kickoff. So this wow. is going to be a true game time decision wow. for Cam Rising. The doctors haven't cleared him from this ACL injury yet. That doesn't so, matter. That's um, never mattered. No, nah, it doesn't really <laughs> matter. Um, so the backup here, let me get his name, uh, Bryson Barnes. He's a... Uh, Redshirt junior, he's appeared in um, 13 different games for them across four seasons. Um, has just under 500 yards of passing. He's got five touchdowns, two picks, about a 65% completion percentage. Um, and then he can also run a little bit. Um, so he's not a bad replacement for Cam Rising, but I mean Cam, it's Rising, not Cam Rising. It's not Cam Rising. Yeah. yeah. So Even his name just sounds like a star. Yeah. A rising star. It is a rising star. <laughs> um, uh, now, Barnes does have some uh, starter experience. Um, in the Washington State game last year, um, he led them to a win over Washington State. 21-17 was the final of that. He went 17-27 for 175 um, and had a touchdown there, too, without any turnovers. So it's not completely new to him to be a starter. Yeah. Um, you know, and, I, and I, from all accounts, he'll he'll do a decent job. But you know, Cam Rising is the starter for a reason. I'll be honest; I think it's he's gonna score a lot more points tonight against Florida. Like Florida, y'all are bad. Yeah, you know, and it, <laughs> but it's funny because I've heard lately, like Billy Napier talking about, like I've seen all these clips of him talking about how, no, nah, you know, people don't know what we've got. People don't know what we've got. You know, and I get it. You need to hype up your team. Yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta talk positively about your team, but. Man, I'm looking at that schedule and it's just it's looking rough. I think even if they beat Utah at this point, I'm still just like, okay, you're four and eight. Yeah, and if you beat Utah without Cam Rising, I don't value that win as yeah. big as if you beat him with Cam. Because everybody's gonna say, well, you didn't beat yeah Utah. You did, yeah, you didn't beat the the full team. So, um, so yeah, so that's a a big deal for them. So, uh, that's the game we're gonna be watching on Thursday night, uh, and then we roll into the full slate of games. On Saturday, there are a few games on on Friday night: Louisville, Georgia Tech, um, Stanford, Hawaii. Not going to be watching that one. Um, and then uh, let's see: Central Michigan plays Michigan State. So just a couple more kind of cupcake games. Nothing too major there. But then Saturday rolls around, and we get kicked off early, eleven o'clock. Virginia mm, versus that. Tennessee. I hate it. That needs to be illegal. 11, 11 o'clock kickoff? It's the worst thing in the world. I love the. I don't love it for my team, but I love that there's football on at 11 o'clock. Uh, sure, but I feel like Auburn what, what gets... Do you want to squeeze all the games into like yes. noon to... No, not noon. No, one or later. A one or later? I'm, Auburn gets the worst end of the stick every single time if we are even slightly bad. I think, <laughs> I think though, with now like the SEC Network and all the agreements, I think Auburn only played like one 11 o'clock game last year. Because there's like all these additional slots that I, they're putting. Wasn't it in. Missouri and Arkansas were both at eleven o'clock? Was it was it Arkansas an eleven o'clock yeah. one? Okay, I, I couldn't remember. Imagine watching that Auburn Missouri game at eleven o'clock in the stadium. 
I'll tell you what, that was the worst game I've ever watched in my life. Now that you say that, that one wasn't 11 o'clock. That was a bad game. That was, <laughs> that was terrible. That was a bad game to wake up to. I miss the old Jeff Pilot pro, uh, uh, games uh, that they used to broadcast. That's the crew that does that 11 o'clock game. And, man, those were those were good good times when uh, Jeff Pilot was, was running the the kick at the SEC kickoff game. Yeah. So. Uh, but we start out, we've got Virginia versus Tennessee. Tennessee's coming into the season ranked. 12th that game will will be on abc at 11 o'clock and uh looking at DraftKings here uh, i don't think i gave it out the florida utah game utah is just under there's a six and a half point favorite over florida right now um you said it a minute ago when we're prepping for this you take you take utah in, in the over oh, they're, i think they're gonna cover I kind of want to bet on it. <laughs> that's a cr- that surprised me a lot. But uh, am I gonna bet on it? No, because no matter what I bet, it's gonna go against me. That's just my luck. <laughs> so, so you've got the you've got the your snake bet. It's Murphy's law. Okay. Uh, Nebraska and Minnesota is also a close game. That's a seven and a half point favorite for Minnesota. Uh, so let's go down here. Let's take a gander at Tennessee and Virginia. Tennessee is a whopping 28-point favorite over Virginia. Virginia, they had a couple of good years a few years ago, but they're not they're not very good anymore. No. Um, I expect Tennessee to cover that. Yeah, I think, I think Tennessee is going to come out, and they're going to be looking to make sure people know that, yeah, Hendon Hooker was good, but, but yeah. we're, we're still a high-powered offense. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to – it's going to be murder ball. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be, but the line you know the over under is only fifty six so, um, you know with Tennessee's defense I mean I know Virginia's bad but maybe the over uh, yeah probably the over on uh, this Michigan East Carolina that's kind of surprising a thirty six point favorite for Michigan and Michigan's not known for their for their high powered offense and East Carolina's not that bad no East Carolina's a pretty decent team they hang around some big names like Clemson they do it's week one too I mean yeah. you know. I I take the I don't predict Michigan to cover that. That's it. Also, there's not enough time to cover a point spread of 36 unless you're Tennessee. That's the thing that nobody's really mentioning. It's hard to cover get that many points. Yeah. When you have less time to do it. Yeah, and with the new clock rule, we talked yeah. about it on the last podcast. Uh, new clock rule that could that could impact some of this yeah. a little bit, you know. Um, but Michigan's. They're kind of a blue collar team. I mean, they're going to run it. I mean, you know, they've got they've got a good quarterback. Uh, I think they'll win. I just don't think they'll. Oh win yeah, no, I agree. I, I think they're going to win. But uh, but thirty six is tough. It's also eleven o'clock kickoff though. That is an eleven o'clock kickoff. Right. I remember Michigan lost one at eleven o'clock back in two thousand seven to a team they shouldn't have lost to. App State that was. I thought it was Wake Forest that beat them. No, it was App State. Oh, it was App State. That was App State. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, still, that was the beginning of the App State they, dynasty yeah, of upsetting. knocking off, yeah. yeah, teams they shouldn't. Uh, they kept it going last year when they beat Texas A and M. All right, so then uh, we've got Ball State, Kentucky, also at eleven o'clock. Um, that'll be an exciting game. Not really. <laughs> um, I will tell you, man. One interesting line that I saw on DraftKings is Purdue and Fresno State. Purdue's had some pretty decent teams. They're like consistently that eight and four, yeah. seven and five team in the Big Ten. They're only a four point favorite over Fresno State. Yeah, that that is shocking. I would expect at least a ten point favorite. 
Yeah, and the, I mean it, that's that's a surprising uh, line to me um, for Purdue and Fresno State. I would I would expect it to be at least a touchdown, um, but it's only four points, so that's a pretty enticing number there. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move down and head on over to so at eleven o'clock we get Tennessee Virginia. That's an interesting one. You do get to see TCU in Colorado, so you can see Deion Sanders' first game. Yeah. Um, that one's going to be interesting. But they lose. Uh, they're going to get throttled by, <laughs> by TCU. They are going to get just crushed. Um, I don't think Deion Sanders knows what it's like to play D1 football. So, um, Well, you know, they talked about him in the transfer portal and all that. And then you look at it, and it was like all three stars, which is now for Colorado, that's huge because they were bad. Yeah. So I'm not knocking that. They're going to be an improved team from last year. But it's still not like you, know, you got three stars. You're not in the blue chip race. Like you didn't get anybody that's like going to make you competitive. Yeah, they were hyped up because of their transfer portal ranking, but it was it was really part of that ranking is just the sheer number of recruits yeah. that you get. Yeah. And when you kick the entire team off the team <laughs> and you have to go transfer portal in an entire new team, your ranking's going to get up there. Yeah. Like, I think they took, like, 40-some-odd, you know. It was over 40, yeah. It was, I mean, it was a crazy number. It's a, they literally replaced the roster. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's a that's a 2 deep, right, of of a roster there. So um, so that's an interesting one uh, to watch just for the headlines there. Uh, let's see what else at the 11 o'clock window there. Arkansas, Western Carolina. I, you know, Arkansas is going to win that game, I think, fairly easily. But... Mm-hmm. I mean, Arkansas has gotten beat by Liberty in years past. I mean, you know, who knows? Um, we'll see what happens there. And then we roll right into the 1 o'clock game. We get to see Mercer versus Ole Miss. I don't think that game's going to be very tight. We're going to give the win. As we said in the Ole Miss preview there um, to Ole Miss, that one's not not going to be a, a shocker. Um, let's talk about a little of some local games here. So Jacksonville State plays East Tennessee um, I think Jacksonville State's going to get the win there. I think so, too. I know some folks from East Tennessee State. Uh, I think Jacksonville State's going to win, too. I, I don't think they're known for their football. East Tennessee State, that is uh, more of a baseball school. Okay, okay. Got a little insider information on East Tennessee State here. Yep. We bring you everything at the Beham Brothers been, been up there a few times. Um, all right, uh, let's see. Who else we got that we want to talk about here? Um, Oregon plays. Oregon plays Portland State. Another <laughs> another decent game. The line is like thirty on this game, yeah. so it's not that decent of a game. But Ohio State plays Indiana. That's a Big Ten matchup that you get in Week One. Yeah. Um, Indiana's had some had some decent years here recently, but I don't think they're going to be. I mean, Ohio State's Ohio State's going to be a college football playoff contender. I will disagree with you on that one. Why is that? I just, I, I got a feeling. It's a gut feeling. Like, it's, there's really no logic to this statement at all. I just feel like they're going to choke a few games away this year. This just sounds like emotion. Pure emotion. Oh, it's coming. pure emotional. That's what it is. So, like, you could easily argue against me on this. I'm not just saying I don't think they'll make it. We'll check in with you tomorrow <laughs> and see if you're still feeling that way. So, ah, it's Indiana. Yeah. What are they going to do? Isn't Brett Belima the coach there? I don't know if he's still the coach there or not. He did take that job. Because remember, he was like ticked off about something last year about the rules. Yeah, something. I, I he lost he a game in some there. dumb way. I think he is the coach. I'll be pulling that up. Um, 
let's see who else we got there uh, coming through that I wanted to mention. Oh yeah, another local team. We've got UAB. Uh, uh, their first game in the American Conference. Yeah. So the American Conference um, is uh, it's essentially the old. It's essentially the old uh, uh, Conference USA that they were in back when they had Memphis and um, all these uh, uh, Southern teams kind of in there. Um, so we're having some technical difficulties here, folks. Um, but they're back in the American Conference. I think they play uh, North Texas. I think they've got... Um, yeah, here we go. All right, now we've got... It. Okay, so we've got Charlotte. They've got Eastern Carolina. That's an old foe for them. FAU, Memphis, Navy, uh, UNT, Rice, uh, South Florida, SMU, Temple. Um, I believe that Tulane, is... The Big Green Wave. The Big Green Wave, Tulane. They're going to be the favorite to win there. Tulsa, Wichita State. Um, and I think that's UT. I wouldn't be surprised if UAB comes out the gate being a competitor. UAB I, is not bad. What's your thoughts on Trent Dilfer? I mean, he's all right, but like, I think, um, I think he'll, I think he'll do all right this year. So my big problem with him is he's talked a lot of smack for for a UAB coach and for a coach who has never coached a college football game. Um, he's talked a lot of smack uh, across. You know, coaches coming in and and robbing players from UAB, and you know he's got he's got you know verifiable proof that coaches are trying to tamper and get his players. My thought on it is, hey, look, if you've got the evidence, man, release it. Yeah, I mean, if you have it, put it out there. Put it out there. What I mean, what are you going to lose? I mean, uh, you know, everybody will know not to mess with your players, right? Yeah, I mean, he's. I saw a video of him earlier today, and he was bringing the energy to like some event that was going on in Birmingham and he was like bring this vibe to protective stadium so I mean he's got the energy there I still don't think it's going to be that energetic at protective stadium <laughs> I just nobody cares about UAB football here it's no, Auburn or Alabama no it's I mean you know they had a couple years there when they first came back yeah. as a program um I think it, I think it's unfortunate that Bill Clark was not able to continue to coach just because uh, of medical Bill issues Bill Clark was a great coach man he he was the perfect fit for UAB yeah um, really was a, a good fit for them there. Um, knew what you know, knew which players to go after. Knew how to recruit the Birmingham and the Greater Birmingham area. You know, Trent Dilfer's he's trying to broaden that, and I think that's one good thing about him yeah. being there. He's got you know this kind of NFL. Um, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. Um, he's got you know sort of he was on NFL Live for years. Um, uh, you know, before NFL games would kick off on Sundays, he was one of their commentators. He comes to UAB from being a high school coach um, up in Tennessee, um, actually where Hank Brown played, who's a recruit for Auburn, quarterback recruit for Auburn, played under him. Um, so he obviously knows what he's talking about. Yeah. I don't think he's you know bad coach, but I just you've he never probably coached. shouldn't be saying anything. Yeah, what well, first year? Yeah, you can't you can't talk smack. That's just yeah. like I heard some people complaining about all the coach speak that Saban and Freeze and Kirby and all the big schools do when they're going in to play, you know, McNeese State or whoever it is. But there's a reason you do that, and it's because you're trying your best not to give any of your other teams that you have to play every year That's bulletin right. board material. Well, it's not just bulletin board material, but you also, like, you know that there's a coach on that other sideline and all, you know, 80 players, 50 players, however many players they've got on their roster – all those dudes have been busting their tail all summer. You're going to give them the respect 
to be able to yeah. say, hey, we're going to come out and play you hard. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, we respect you. You know, we're not going to disrespect you just because, you know, you're a, a, a Division two, essentially, you know, an FCS school. Um, you know, we're going to give you your due respect. We're going to come out and we're going to play hard because, you know, we're putting on our uniform too. Yeah. You, know? you also don't want to badmouth anybody because the transfer portal now. Like, that's true. Like, you want to keep that door open in case they do want to come. That's true. Yeah, you don't want to You don't want to throttle anybody. I didn't think about it from that side of it. That's a good point. Um, you know, you don't want to trash anybody for that. So, um, uh, other games of note here. Uh, we've got, uh, obviously, the SEC games. Trying to call out some of the non-SEC games. We talked about Ohio State and Indiana. Again, I, I think Ohio State... Let's, let's, do, let's do this, Emma. If you've got to pick, Four teams for the college football playoffs. If you had to make a guarantee today for your college football playoff, who would be in your college football oh, playoff? Oh, man, this is tough. So today, like, not watching any football. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to go Georgia LSU. Okay. I'm going to go Michigan. Okay. And then I'm, I'm going to go Penn State. And Penn State. So you're going all all. I think it's going to happen. You think you got Big Ten versus SEC. Nobody else is getting that. Unless, you know, some small orange and blue team comes up and upsets one of those teams. You, you're you just bringing the, you're trying to bring the jinx on to us here, and I don't, I don't appreciate that. I don't that. believe in jinxes. So, so I, I'm, I'm with you on LSU. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you on LSU. Um, I'm, I'm with, more doubtful about Georgia than I am LSU. That's a strong statement. I, I just, that's where I'm at. I just. LSU has a reason to want go to the playoffs. Like they're pissed off from last year. Georgia, they've won it twice in a row. I don't care how much Kirby tries to brainwash those kids that they're the underdog. They know they're not. I mean, go look at any piece of media out there. Everybody thinks you're gonna come back and do the same thing that you did last year. But you also have running back problems now. You have a new quarterback who's probably gonna be scared crapless when he walks into Jordan Hare Stadium because he's never been there before. I don't know. I think there's a chance that they don't do they don't do as well. I think they lose one in the regular season. Maybe I know we predicted them to go undefeated, and I still am going to stick with that. But I could see them losing one of those games now. All right. Well, here as we get closer, I'm starting to have doubts about them. I guess is what I'm trying to say. You're you're starting to be a homer. As no, 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 no. I'm not even talking about losing Auburn. I'm not talking about the Auburn game. You're just talking about them in general. You don't think that they're going to win I don't, at all. I don't know. I, I I mean I've got I'm them. losing faith in them. You're losing faith in them. I'm, man, Kirby's going to get this team right. You know mm-hmm. he's shown his ability. To do it. All right, so my my four. So you've got Georgia, LSU, Michigan, and Penn State. I'm going a little bit different direction. I've got Georgia, LSU, but I've got Ohio State in there. Ohio State okay. gave Georgia played Georgia in their best game all year. Yeah, that was that was that's probably. One of the best college football playoff games we've had. Oh, that was a great game. I was really hoping they'd pull it off, but they couldn't. Um, and I think that heartbreak. They've they've had a few heartbreak years. They have. That's got to start to eat at you. Yeah, you know, and Ryan Day, it's almost, he's kind of getting, you know, like for Oklahoma, it's like the big big game Bob, yeah. you know, Bob Stoops. He's there. Mark Richt. He's, he's, he's the Mark Richt. He could be. And... God love Mark Richt. I love the guy. He's a great person. Yeah, I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying he couldn't win that big game that he had to win ever. He couldn't get. I mean, it was always. It was like every year they were ten and two. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's he what was the ten win king. He was. And Ohio State is very similar to that. They are, but I think they've got the right personnel there. 
um, the right leadership to be able to get back, and they're going to know, okay, depending on the matchup, yeah. right, they got to win that win that first playoff game. So I've got Ohio State, LSU, Georgia, and my fourth team, Clemson. I don't agree. The Clemson Tigers. Dabo Sweeney is going to bring it back. Do you think so? I think so. Look, they, they've, they've got their quarterback situation figured out. DJ Ukulele, whatever his name is, he's up at uh, Oregon State now. They had a strong defense. They had a down year last year, and they went 10-2. and two. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, the ACC is very weak. Right. But I'll All say, they've got to do, they've got to beat one team. That's what I was about to say. they got to beat Florida State. You know State. what I think we'll be here for the ACC? Ho! We could, we could. I, I almost wrote down Florida State, you know, but here's why. I I'm want never... it to be Florida State because I just, there's something about them that I like. They're, and I hate them too because Co- they beat us. Well, college, fo- college football's better when Florida State's I know. Good, right? Like when you got Florida State, you got Miami good. Yeah. You know, when you've got some of these classic teams, I, I kind of wish Nebraska would get good again. I, I don't think it's ever going to happen. No. God. No. They're in the middle it's, of nowhere. It's hard to recruit in a cornfield. <laughs> That's one of that's got to be one of the recruiting day. endless supply of corn. <laughs> like literally, just walk outside. Well, I mean, you know, like that's why they were so good back in the day. Was they had a weightlifting program up there? Like they were one of the first programs to start doing weightlifting up there. They just lift shucks of corn. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I was like, that probably is what happened. No, they were just a bunch of a bunch farm of farm boys. boys. That's what I mean. That's what it was. That's why I wish Auburn would start recruiting linemen from the Midwest because well, they're yeah, all huge. Yeah, they are. I mean, all the you know Big Ten teams are known for yeah. having good offensive linemen, so for sure. But um, that's what Nebraska was known for was was for having shucking, they had a weightlifting corn. <laughs> they were one of the first teams to do like legitimate weightlifting, and then all these other teams picked up on it, and that's why Nebraska just fell off yeah. the map. They um, probably should have hit it better. They should have. They have an endless supply. They never should have. Well, the problem is they started telling everybody. I was like, you shouldn't have told anybody. That was, yeah. your, that was your secret. So, um, so yes. All right. So those are our four: Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and Georgia. And Emmett's got Georgia, LSU, Michigan, and Penn State. Who are your on? The, who are your two teams on the outside looking in? I think it's Ohio State. I mean, uh, I think State they're right there. Ohio State and who? Uh, ooh, that's tough. I would say Clemson. Clemson? I'd put Clemson over Ohio State. All right, I've got Florida State sitting on the outside looking in. Um, and then people I've got... Are, people are going to be wondering, uh, wait, there's a team missing from those six teams that you just listed. Yeah, there's there's two teams we did not mention. We didn't mention Auburn, and we didn't mention mm. Alabama. Yeah, and there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason. I'm sure... I'm sure uh, we'll, we'll get into that. We're going <laughs> to... We have been it, like the hardest thing I think for us to do is to have not done the Alabama Auburn preview for the season. It's been it's been tough to kind of hold back and and not put that. We one thought out. about doing a week one, just like come out the gate with it. I'm I, glad we didn't. I know because now we get to talk about yeah. it here in just a bit. But all right, so um, so those are our our top six, I guess, if you will. My top, my next two outside looking in are Florida State and Michigan. I think what separates Clemson from Florida State is that Florida State will have a loss to LSU. Yeah, that's not that's that's what pushes them, puts them in the fifth spot um, instead of uh, in the top four. So those are my top six. We want you folks, our listeners, to send in um, on Twitter and Facebook. Tell us who your top six are. Tell us who your top four are. 
um, for the college football playoff and who are the two teams sitting on the outside looking in. Um, and we will post our top six, mine and Emmett's. We'll post those out there uh, tomorrow. I'll be 100% honest, that Penn State pick was pure emotion. Um, I was wondering why you went with that. And then you've got Ohio State sitting outside, but it's locked in. You can't change it. Oh, I don't care. Uh, that's locked in I'm for the season. I'm sticking with that. I'm willing to stick so with that. That's a, a million dollar. It can't be worse than Desmond Howard's last year. That's a million dollar bet. Nothing can be worse than Desmond Howard's last year. What was it, like week two, all those teams had a loss? Yeah. Pittsburgh was in there. <laughs> Pitt, Texas A&M. Who were his other two? He picked Michigan to win it all. He, okay. That was pretty close. That's on not that bad. One. That's not that bad. Uh, I forgot the other one. To be honest, I don't think he had. Besides A and M, I think that was the only it's probably SEC USC team. or something. Yeah, um, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know. Which some of y'all are probably thinking the same thing because I picked Penn State. But. All right, so future SEC team Texas plays Rice, trying to get us back on track here, folks. <laughs> um, that's not a big game. And then the game I think we're going to be watching real close: two thirty, Auburn versus UMass, the beginning of the Hugh Freeze era. Thank the Lord it's finally here. I will be in Jordan Hare Stadium. What do you what do you want to see from Auburn versus UMass? You know, so from what I watch with UMass, they actually kind of run something similar to Cal uh as far as like running to the outside, yeah. stretching defenses. Okay, perimeter runs. All I want to be a, yeah. I want us to take care of business against a lesser opponent. Yeah. No knock on Massachusetts, but you're just not the same caliber as California, right? Uh, I want to be. A, I want to see us be able to contain them and stop the run against a team that you should be able to dominate. Um, as far as offense goes, man, just put up some points. Like I, honestly, I don't care how you score. If you just score, I'm going to be happy. I after think last year, <laughs> I think those are kind of the two things I'm looking for too. Is how well do we stop the run, and yeah. then how well do we run the ball? Because that's yeah. the number one question for Auburn coming out of camp is. So, you know, is yeah. this a good run team, or is this a team that can't stop the run, or do they just pour at everything? Yeah. I, I'm not too worried about the run game, honestly. I think Jarquez and Damari Olsen are going to be very good this year. Like, very good. People are going to be shocked about how good. That's how good. I'm more worried about, like, who's going to be the wide receiver that we go to. Yeah. I think it's Shane Hooks, but I want to know, like, What's the rotation going to look like as far as the wide receivers go? All right, so give me give me two players that are like two names for for the listeners to look out for from that Auburn game. Uh, Shane Hooks. Okay, I think, that, I think he's going to be huge in this. Okay, game. Shane Hooks transfer from Jackson the, State played yeah. under Deion Sanders down there. The cornerbacks at UMass are terrible. Yeah, they're terrible. So okay. he should be open a okay. lot. All if right. he gives effort. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm blanking on his name. The edge. Guy, uh, Jalen McLeod, yeah, yeah, from uh, transfer from yeah. App State. Yeah. So, uh, so two transfers are, are Emmett's two. So well, the so, whole team's yeah. almost a transfer. Uh, we've got twenty-two transfers <laughs> on the team, so um, there's a lot there. Um, I'd like to pick the entire offensive line. No, um, yeah, that's a good one. I will, I will say the one, the one guy I am going to be watching on the offensive side is going to be uh, is going to be Demari Austin. Yeah. You know, Jarquez Hunter is going to get the ball, which, by the way, timeout. Jarquez Hunter was listed as the starting running back on the depth chart. A lot of people thought he might get suspended from this whole video fiasco that happened. It's looking like he's going to play. I don't know what video you're talking about. It never happened. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, but you will get to see a yeah. lot of Jarquez tail in this game. So I think um, I think Jarquez is – I mean, here's the thing with Damari and Jarquez. They're going to split their time. Yeah. 
But Jar- I think Jarquez is just going to be a better weapon. Like, he's going to be the guy that gets us in the red zone. Demari also might finish off drives. So, I think Demari Alston's going to bust a big run in this game. That I yeah. mean, he can flat out flop. Oh, yeah. He's not Ontario McCaleb. He's he's not that style of player. Um, no, he's but, not like the wind will knock him down. No, no, no. He's a tough... He's like, a he'll tough run somebody back. over. Yeah, and, and he's... He's almost like uh, folks will remember. Folks will remember this name because he blew the helmet off of Sean uh, Shivers. Sean Shivers, you got it. Right? Yeah, Sean Shivers. He's like that, and that he's a he is a little bit of a smaller running back, but he's not as small as Sean Shivers. I was so mad we didn't use him enough. Yeah, man, I was like, did y'all not watch the film from him last year? He not Xavier McKinney was the number one like cornerback uh, or safety. Safety, yeah. And the SEC he crushed him. And he just ran him flat over. Ran him over. I mean, I Why? mean, like I see that, and I'm like, okay, maybe there's a fight for number two. Should probably give him a few more touches. Yeah, maybe we should rotate the running backs a little bit more. Give right. Tank a break. Right. Whatever. Though. That's the past is the past. That's okay. <laughs> All right. So okay. So mine is Demari Austin is is one I'll be looking for, um, and then I want to see Austin Keys. Yeah. So inside linebacker for Auburn, I want to see how he does. Uh, that's going to be a big name. If he plays well and Auburn and he can make tackles and Auburn can stop the run, man, that'll be big. I think even more important than just playing defense, like fundamentally wise, can he get players in the right position? That middle linebacker is yeah. the quarterback on defense. Yep. You've got to be able to get guys where they need to be before the play starts. Yeah. Uh, one more name I want to throw out, Fairweather. Rivaldo Fairweather, transfer in from FIU, I think it was, yeah. Florida International. Um, tight end, uh, I think he's 6'5", 6'6", just a monster of an athlete. Um, but he he runs. He's he's Auburn's version of Brock Bowers from Georgia. He is a super athletic tight end. I heard he's can, a freak. That can do it all. A freak of nature down there. Everybody's saying he can just do whatever he wants on the field. Yeah, and that's one thing I've you know you've seen already just from the recruiting. Uh, we got a we got a we got a slower roll here. We're not doing the Auburn breakdown here, but sorry, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, we want to get into it. So, but I'm trying to not go too too far in depth on it. But um, that's one thing you've seen Hugh Freeze recruit, and one thing he was known for even Ole Miss was getting like big receivers, these big guys yeah. out on the edge, and be able to do those type things. So um, that's definitely something that um, uh, he's been able to do with Fairweather with Shane Hooks. Um, there's another guy named Jair Shorter, who's another big receiver, came over from North Texas. Um, we've got Camden Brown. Camden Brown's kind of nursing the injury. So there's just a lot of, a lot of big, like when we say big, that's six, two, six, three wide receivers plus yeah. that can go out and play. It's going to be fun to watch. It is. Especially against, like I said, a lesser opponent. They're going to be able to make some plays. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be exciting there. Okay, let's see what other big games we got going on this weekend to kick off college football. Um, there's a couple other ones I know. We've got UNC South Carolina. We'll cover that one in just a minute. Texas A&M plays New Mexico. That's not New Mexico State. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, trying to find. There was one more game I was interested in. I'm trying to find it West again. West Virginia here. Penn State. West Virginia Penn State. Um, so Penn State is like a 20 point favorite over West Virginia. We talked about it a minute ago. West Virginia has just fallen off. Yeah. I mean, I remember, it wasn't that long ago where they were, like, putting up points on people. Yeah. Um, and I forget his name now. He's the head coach down at Houston. Um, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Um, and 
he uh, the head coach at Houston. Anyways, he he used to be the head coach up at West Virginia. Left West Virginia uh, to head down there, and because um, he couldn't, they weren't giving him enough resources to be able to get it done at West Virginia. Basically, what it boiled down to. And now their program has just man Dana Dana Holgerson. That was his name. Yeah. Um. Uh. So I imagine it's hard though for you know West Virginia to get money. I mean, it's it's not a. They're not Texas. They don't have oil money. It's no, miners, man. No, it's it's coal miners. Um, so it's and that's not, not a, a knock. It's no, just it's just the truth. It's just it is what it is. So, um, yeah, it is it is a tough one for them to go into. So, but I, man, I hope they do get good eventually again because seeing them sing "Country Roads" at the end of games is it's awesome. a great tradition. It's a great tradition. Um, all right, what other games we got here? Uh, we talked about Penn State, West Virginia there. We got South Carolina, UNC. Who's Virginia Tech play? Old Dominion, is it at home? It's supposed to go down. I think it's at home. Yeah, they've got Virginia Tech. Virginia I might Tech I might now. watch the first, like, 30 seconds. Old Dominion beat them, didn't they, last year? I'm, I'm fairly certain uh, Old Dominion be right, beat actually. them last year. Um, well, I'm hoping Virginia... I, I think that watch... game was played at Old Dominion. Really? Yeah, it was a weird home That's and home. That's weird. Um, I just want to watch Inner Sandman. That's an awesome <laughs> intro. All right, so the last two games we've got here, UNC, South Carolina, and then we've got LSU-Florida State. I don't yeah. know why I couldn't remember the LSU-Florida State game, but UNC, South Carolina. So UNC does have a wide receiver, and his name slips my mind, that he's, they're trying to get him in. He's supposed to be a, a pretty big, um, he's supposed to be a pretty big, wide receiver for them. Even Shane Beamer has come out and said, hey, you should let him play. He transferred in. Uh, they said he's ineligible, and they're trying to sort it out. And you know, Because uh, he transferred in, I think he had a, a legitimate issue, like, you know, family issue is why yeah. he, he had to transfer to get closer to home. So, um, But, um, so, Matt Brown and Shane Beamer are both fighting with the NCAA to, to let him play. He plays for UNC, so it says a lot when the Opposing coach says, "Hey, he should he should play." NCAA is going to NCAA. Uh, I mean, they make. I mean, just with the Mason Smith stuff yeah. down at LSU, it's just stupid decision. They hate football. Well, but why <laughs> would you announce the decision at this point? Like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, yeah. Why are you announcing it at this point in the game? Yeah. That's just like the Arizona State. We yeah. didn't talk about that. Arizona State was just announced that they have a bowl ban for 2023 this year. So all the seniors who came back who wanted to kind of right the ship at Arizona State and get them back to a bowl, which they said that was their goal for this year, now they can't even do it. I mean, that's a sad, you know, that, yeah. that's that's terrible for you to treat a team like that. The, the NCAA has been doing it for years. They have just been screwing people. They're just It's like a bully or mafia that they're screwing <laughs> at. Um, the LSU fan was right, man. What if everybody just said... Screw off. I I wish <laughs> I wish somebody would, you know. Um I don't wish Auburn would because they would somehow we didn't get uh, we get the death penalty. <laughs> oh, we would yeah. we would just not have a football program anymore. Um all right, so UNC South Carolina. Let's take a look at that line there. Um UNC is a favorite by two and a half points. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Kind of makes me want to switch the pick. We've got UNC winning that game. I know. It kind of makes me want to switch the pick. I thought they'd be favored every year. I got UNC winning that game. I'm not backing off. All right. I think UNC... Not, I won't back off, but it's just it shows how close of a toss-up it is. We I said it was a toss-up when we 
predicted it. Yeah, it's a it's a close. It'll be a close game. Yeah. I think it's a touchdown game. Yeah. Um, but I think UNC wins that one. Uh, they've got Drake May at quarterback. There is more talent there. There's a lot more talent. Matt Brown knows what he's doing. I mean, he usually yeah. doesn't have very many letdowns. Shane Beamer does too, but South Carolina lost a lot more, I think, than yeah. Than Shane Beamer's also like it's still new for South Carolina to yeah. be at this position. Yeah, yeah. You've got to learn to win and learn to win with expectation yeah. too, right? Like those are two different things. So, um, so I think UNC is going to be able to get the win there. Um, all right, so then the big game for the weekend. Uh, it kicked off, you know, college the college football weekend last year. Uh, it's going to kick it off again this year, which is kind of that namesake, that that marquee game, LSU, Florida State in Orlando. I kind of want to just keep doing it every year because it's it's been a. I mean, it, it's a really good game. Yeah, it's uh, just an interesting game. It is an interesting game. It's two teams that don't get to play a whole lot. I don't think they have a ton of history with each other. LSU is the two and a half point favorite, kind of on the road, quote unquote. Yeah. It's a neutral site, but um, LSU is a two and a half point favorite. A lot of people are hyping up Florida State. I mean, I've got them at fifth. Yeah, I think they're going to be really good this year. I mean, I just think they're going to build off last year. Do I think they're going to stop LSU? No. I think they're going to do great in the AC, uh, ACC. I think they're going to do good, great in the ACC. Um, I'm here's what I'm curious to see. So. Mike Norvell, we talked about this when we did the LSU season breakdown. Mike Norvell going into last year, like, he was on the hot seat. Yeah. He needed to win some games yeah. to prove that he was actually good. And then they went out and they won They won some games. They, yeah. they had a good season. But I still wonder, was that just a fluke of a season? You know, you got to do it back-to-back for you to prove no, that, you're right. that, you're, that you're really a, a good sustaining coach. Um, so I'm curious to see if they can actually continue to build along that same path and, and get back to 10 wins, get back to the ACC championship game, back-to-back years. Can they do it back-to-back seasons? I don't know if they can. Well, I don't know if they can either, but I'm going to be rooting for them. Against that. LSU? No, not oh, against oh, LSU. Okay, no, okay, in the okay, ACC. Okay, no, no, no. Gotcha, no, gotcha, no gotcha, I'm gotcha. going for LSU in this game. Okay, okay. I'm I'm pulling for LSU. Yeah, and I and think they cover that spread. I think they cover that one too. So I, think I don't it, think it'll be by like two touchdowns. I think it'll be a, no. I I a touchdown to ten points. I, I, yeah, I think that's the right window. I think it's a touchdown to ten points. Um, I'll look for Jaden Daniels and LSU. We said it a few times now. They're looking for revenge in that game. Yeah. Um, they're going to want to get that one off their back um, and uh, and keep moving. So. Um, and build back. They know they're getting hated on as, you know, the SEC West winner last year. So, I think they're going to want to prove people wrong. Bulletin board material. Absolutely. The weekend does wrap up. There is a Monday night game. That is Clemson versus Duke. So, somewhat interesting game. I mean, I've got Clemson in the college football playoff. They're 13-point favorite over Duke. I think Clemson's going to win that game pretty handily. Yeah. Um, I look for them to cover that 13-point spread there as well. I swear sometimes they put the spread low on some teams to make them look better when they cover it by a lot. Yeah, probably so. It's so annoying to me. Because to me, I was like, they should be at least a 17-point favorite against Duke. I don't know. I think the first games are always tough. There's always one game that, like, within those first four weeks, you're like, this is obviously a bad line. Yeah. You know, there's always there's always one or two that you can go out and look at. And, yeah. Um, and you can just say, no, that's not going to happen. So. But I don't even know if Auburn's going to cover. I think we're a 36.5-point favorite. Yeah, let's go. We didn't, I don't think we announced the Auburn game there. Alabama's a 39.5-point favorite. That's over hard Middle to Tennessee. cover. 
That's that a is, huge that's number. Tough. That's tough. If you think about that, I mean, Notre Dame beat Navy 42-3 to yeah. um, in that game. And, I mean, it felt like Notre Dame was beating them by 100. Yeah. Again, but the time constraints now, or yeah. not time constraints, but the, the new rule of the clock running, yeah, it's going to be harder to score that many points because you don't just get a first down the clock stops. It's going to keep running. Yeah. I think it's going to take, if it takes 10 plays away from a team, especially a team like Tennessee, that's 10 t- possible touchdowns, honestly, because Tennessee can score in one play. Yeah, I mean, uh, ten- Tennessee is going to affect more so in terms of total points scored than other teams. Um if Alabama's running the ball like what they're wanting to do, they're not going to be able to score as much. Right. So you may take you may take um, you may take Middle Tennessee on that one, just in the sense that they're going to cover. They're going to that Middle Tennessee is going to keep the yeah. game closer yeah, than thirty nine yeah, yeah, yeah. and a half. Yeah. Um, just because Alabama's running the ball. Yeah. I I mean that's not crazy to me. No. Thirty nine points is a lot of points. No. Um, so we'll see what goes on there. Auburn is a thirty five point favorite over UMass. Kind of similar story there. I think UMass is going to try to run the ball. I think Auburn's going to try to run the ball. That clock may just be running all night. Yeah, it might be an hour-long game. (laughs) It might be one of those super-fast games, which people are going to be wanting because it's 2.30 in the afternoon in Auburn. It's going to be blazing hot. So, um, not looking forward to that. But, um, yeah, it should be an exciting game. So, um any other closing remarks for week one? Uh, anything else you're looking out for for this week? Man, I'm just ready. I'm just ready for it to start. I'm, I'm ready to get it kicked off. Uh, can't wait to hear and, and see all the sights and sounds. Can't wait for college game day to get rolling. Um, I'll tell you, honestly, big noon kickoff on Fox has become a better show to me than college game day. Man, why'd they get rid of David Pollock? I why? don't know. I mean, well, we know why. Yeah, but just can't believe they did that. I, I don't agree. I don't. I don't like them removing him. I thought he was a good commentator, and then um, um, I feel like they got rid of somebody else now too, and I can't remember his name. Name just slipped my mind. But and I did watch the game day from week zero, and Pat McAfee did a better job of like actually yeah, that doing was the it. job. That was it. Yeah, I I just I feel like if there's a lot of hype there, um, and that's just not my. I like if I'm choosing between McAfee. Um or um David Pollock. David Pollock. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm taking Pollock. Pollock. I feel like Pollock. He a, actually knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he's a more polished guy. Well, he not knows what he's talking about. I think Pat McAfee has an idea of what football is. Like, he played. yeah, yeah, yeah. But David Pollock understands. He was like the SEC representative on the right, team, right? And he gave credit to SEC teams when you know Kirk Herbstreit's gonna pump Ohio State through the roof. Yeah. Uh. And Desmond's going to pump Michigan through the roof. Right. And then Reese is going to sit there and let him argue. And right. David was always there to be like, hey, SEC's pretty good too, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Bring them back down to earth. Yeah. So, um, no, so I absolutely look for that. Um, can't wait for SEC Network uh, broadcast uh, to kick off. It's just, uh, I, I'm, I'm ready for it all. Yeah. So, uh, that's it for us here uh, today on Beham Brothers Podcast. Uh, don't forget to like and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Send in your top four, your college football playoff, four teams, and the two teams on the outside looking in, so a top six view of your team. Send it in on Facebook or Twitter at Beham Brothers. And don't forget to like and follow us for all your SEC news, stories, and more.